What is going on? 15th Men Podcast. Uh, NBA focused. We haven't zeroed in in the league in a couple weeks, so it's time. We're going to push the Kings of Leon podcast probably to next week. Uh, I had to do some shuffling around, obviously, because of the uh, tragic news. That is, of course, Kobe Bryant passing tragically on Sunday. Um, you know, I, I don't really want to zero in on it. Uh, there's not a lot of... I don't have a lot of Kobe interaction in my life. The only thing I say is I think there's a beauty in death. And, um, you know, I think the one thing that we should all take away from this passing is that there's two things. Um, spend more time with your loved ones, as we all should, as I think we all kind of woke up from that on Sunday, a few of us, which is great. And, uh, hey, just work ethic. I think I think those are the two things that we should always remember Kobe for and that we should try to apply to ourselves in his passing. John, any thoughts? Yeah, this one, I was telling you this even earlier on Sunday, that celebrity deaths usually don't really get to me, but for some reason this one really did, and maybe it's because it's so hard to avoid and you know, just go anywhere and there's constant you know tribute videos and someone telling a story here or there, and there's always one line that just kind of gets you because it's just so sudden and tragic, especially with the loss of his daughter and all the other families that were involved, you know, three basically 13-year-old girls and their families, it's just gone too soon and even him he's only 41 gone too soon as well just makes you think like you said about the you know don't take all these things for granted you know every day is a a blessing really and it's kind of like what jay williams said just made you think of you know if you have little petty shit or whatever with some people just let that go like it's not important and it was interesting for me because you know celebrities pass away all the time there's always these big things where people always rush to twitter like you know they have to give their take which is kind of always weird to me i never understood like why do we do that why do we throw out all these like fake eulogies especially like you said from a guy you know i never met this man like i have no interaction with him but this one was different you know it was kind of i don't want to say cool but it was like nice to see that it was a generally largely positive reaction because kobe bryant did something that not everybody can do and he made you feel you know i was just watching back the uh the replay of his last game that was on ESPN last night, and you just couldn't help but, like, just feel, even though it was three years ago now, or almost four years ago, you just felt something. Like, when he was had that fourth-quarter stretch and he, the Lakers are down in a meaningless game, that team won, like, 17 games, comes back, hits a deep three, like, to tie it, give him the lead, another deep three, and just everybody's reaction. And it was just that tenacity that he had. It made you, you know, just an inspiration that made you want to tackle whatever you're doing with the, like you said, the most um, – just like with a passion, like attack it with a passion and try as hard as you can. If that's not good enough, just keep trying even harder and harder because he was clearly a man with no excuses ever. So he's a legend and an icon, and don't use that word lightly, that he's going to live, you know, even though he passed away, he's going to live forever. Uh, yeah, he he's definitely, well, the, the, the name Kobe will never die. It's funny. Uh, the only reflection I had after his death, what I really took note of was uh, – I was referencing this. This is you have to let me finish the story for it not to sound weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was referencing pooping in public, and I used to always tell people that I have no problem pooping in public. I'm like Kobe. I play better on the road, <laughs> and I was saying that to somebody on Sunday night, totally numb, like totally forgot about the, the yeah. tragedy, and that's when I realized like Kobe will never die because of terms like that, because because of those references, because of th- yelling Kobe when you shoot something into a basket. Uh, like he he will literally never die. It's like the Banksy quote that you die twice. You know when you die on Earth, and the last time somebody says your name, mm-hmm. 
and like no no one's ever gonna not say Kobe's name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, it hit me too that night. I remember balling up a paper towel after drying my hands or something. I like went to throw it away and just hesitated. You know, you just get that moment of like, oh, Kobe. Just like never forget that. Yeah, and you, you think interesting stat: only three MVPs of the NBA have passed away now: Moses Malone, Wilt Chamberlain, Kobe. And all too early, and he was by far the earliest. You know. And when you think of just namesake of no somebody never dying, like Wilt Chamberlain is one of those names. Like people always know Wilt Chamberlain. Moses is close to that level, and Kobe trumps both of those guys so yeah. the it, it will be beyond sports fans it will be beyond basketball fans it will be beyond fans of popular culture everybody will always know who kobe is yeah and i think it was really cool to see just like my 14 year old sister who never watched kobe bryant play basketball even she was texting me saying like it's so sad and she felt it and it was hard to avoid and just kind of she felt how important it was and was saddened by it. And it was amazing how many people that he impacted. And you just saw it over and over, like people posting, you know, stories on their Instagram who might not even ever watch the NBA. You know that I know personally and I know that they don't really care about basketball, but they cared about this man. They cared about this story and it still impacted them, even if they never met him, which is just truly speaks to the power that you can have. I mean, not that, you know, you or I are never going to get to that level, but just the impact that a person can have, even if it's just one passing meeting or like Jimmy Fallon was talking about, which I had no idea that they met one time at a party when they were both in LA, like Kobe was 17. Jimmy Fallon was just like 21, like getting into the comedy scene and just had like that one little act interaction there. Or like Al Duncan's fitting tribute, the sports center anchor about how she only talked to him once, but that one moment, it was such a touching story about, you know, how much he just loved his daughters and his family. And the best part of it too was, you know, this is a man who's a flawed individual like us all. And, you know, you never want to be remembered for just your worst moment or your your biggest mistake in life. But it's about like being human is about like, you know, the redemption of that. Like you have that error and coming back. What really makes you a great person is if when you make that error, it's not being perfect, not making an error. Just when you make that error and you try to make it right. And Kobe Bryant went through a lot of stuff, especially, you know, the public almost divorced with his family where even people, you know, like you and I who never met him knew personal details about his relationships, about Vanessa and went through all of that and came out on the other side. And it seemed like he was, you know, such a great dad and was making it right and being such a great family man. And he had so much more to give, not only to his family, but to the sport of basketball and just everything else, you know, because he even said he was so content on retiring because he did everything he wanted to do in those 20 years. Now is the next 20 years to accomplish everything he wanted. He wasn't done. You know, he wanted to keep going, kill it in business, give it back to the sport of basketball. These young, the new younger generation it's even sadder too because you know his daughter was going to be awesome. So it is tragic, but uh, rest in peace to the you, Mamba. You know, yeah. All you can do is move on. It's you know you just got to take, just got to keep looking forward to what the sport has to give. And you know, it's it's magical thing about sports is they 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 create heroes and they create icons like this, and that's why we love sports. Yeah, because it makes you feel, and these people make you feel something. So um, let's go ahead and just shift to the NBA as a whole. It's a very Interesting time right now. Of course, um, tonight's game has been postponed between the Lakers and the Clippers, but there is still a league to talk about and a league to update. Um, we are approaching the All-Star break. We are approaching the trade deadline. It's um, interesting to see, you know, who who is going to get moved. Uh, there was a rumor earlier this week about uh, perhaps a uh, proposed trade between Detroit and L.A. that involved Derrick Rose, a second-round pick, Alex Crusoe, and some sort of cap filler. 
And um, that was the Lakers denied that. Did yeah, you? dude, you can't get rid of Caruso. Well, the balding baller. What well, what I saw was, you look at D Rose's stats right now, and he I want to say better than you would think. But the thing is, so he's averaging uh, to eighteen point eight points, uh, shooting fifty percent, six assists. Here, I don't think you need Derrick Rose on the Lakers because he becomes, you know, he's going to become a 13-point scorer with three assists on the Lakers. This isn't going to transfer no. over. Yeah. yeah I, I, the volume's not going to be there. That he's All the touches he's getting on the Pistons don't exist on the Lakers. I don't think the uh, the only player I could think, the only big name I could think like fitting in, and I'll, I'll – I'll die with this cross. Is Kevin Love on the Lakers? I, I I don't think there's another name out there in any kind of like you know someone who's like kind of seems to be on the trade block is um, Robert Covington. He'd be perfect. He's fine. But high usage guys to the Lakers right now makes no sense. Do you know Carl Anthony Towns is leading the league in turnovers a game? I know he's leading the league, and I don't want to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was a nightly stat. That one's on me. What do you mean? It was a it was a stat from the night who who led oh, <laughs> in turnovers. Okay. Um, it's gonna be a bad week for me in fantasy, by the way, because you're playing me. Well, no, Hard, I'm playing you, but Harden didn't play l- last night, and obviously LeBron isn't playing tonight. Yeah, well, so. it's okay. <laughs> I have Embiid as my leading scorer, and he's been injured for a long time, and, and Jamal Murray's out, so we bo- we all have excuses, Jacob. I don't want to hear it. I've only lost one game since the Luka trade that everyone shit on me for. Yeah, now I have Luka. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, that is quite the path of how Luka ended up on your team. Um, oh, God. I, I almost didn't set my lineup today. Thank you. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. I've done that a lot this season. There's one member in our team or in the league who hasn't paid me yet. I'm pretty sure. And I meant to bring it up to him, uh, but I didn't want to bring it up because he was. I was playing him that week. So I like a whole week. I was like, can't bring it up. Can't bring it up. Cause I want to beat him. Uh-huh. He's not being very attentive to it. I'll ask him for the money afterwards. Still haven't asked him for the money. Yet. I, uh, I'm going to get fucked. Uh, it got locked in three minutes ago. I've got two guys. on Stupid the bench. West coast time. I know. God. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I'm missing Alec Burks and PJ Washington tonight. So. Great. Oh, you're welcome for Alec Burks. Great. And I think PJ Washington, I think you dropped, dropped both these guys. Why'd you drop Alec Burks? Uh, it was desperation move on the last day. Trying to get, those trying to get the yeah. win. I have those. Two, I have like two and a half slots on my team. They're just like, ah, who's gonna play tonight? Okay, thank you. Unfortunately, those are two of those spots, so I can't even move those guys around. But yeah, we're coming up on the. It's weird. Like All Star Rick isn't quite half of the year. Yeah. So I always found that weird too. Like, why do they put it there? I guess because it's after football. Yeah, that would make sense. Um. But here, here's what we're looking at. We're looking at the Milwaukee Bucks as the best team in the league. You've got the Heat. I'm mean, sorry, the Lakers is the second best record wise, and then the Clippers and the Heat. So those are your top four. Following them, you've got the Raptors, the Nuggets, the Celtics, the Jazz. Like that's like the next kind of level there. But even though I guess Pacers and uh, Sixers are in that. Category two, it's it's really a hodgepodge. The, the 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 middle is so thick, right now. But you know, I I like I think if I had gun in my head, I think the Lakers are going to win it. Um, Me too. I think right now, I think I think the passing of Kobe's is going to drive LeBron harder. Um, and I just don't think I don't know how the Bucks will be able to guard Davis and LeBron. 
And the Clippers are kind of uh, – they were slipping there for a second. They're on a two-win win streak right now. Um, but their size is – Still without, without Paul George for a long time. I'm pretty sure I read a stat. The, uh, their main five guys with Kawhi and George as their starting five have only played like 48 minutes is together. That, it's like – okay. I think it's like three games yeah. or something like something like that. Yeah, that's not good because you can't flip the switch if you never played together. That's true, right? That's that's a weird. You don't want to find your chemistry in the playoffs. No, that doesn't work. So and then, see, that's kind of what speaks against them with the Lakers argument. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Lakers make a move. Uh, it's kind of funny that we feel like the Lakers need to make a move, but they're the second best team in the league. Like, why do we all feel like they need to make a move? Yeah, I agree. Like, if they're – everyone's saying, well, they need to make a move to get them over the top. And a lot of people were saying the same thing about the Clippers for a while. It was like, what to make over the top over who? Like, no one's the dominant team. The Bucks play in the East, so they've been, you know, winning all these games and just destroying teams. But we saw – they was exactly what they did last year. And in the playoffs, they ended up, you know, playing a completely different style. They run into oh, – granted, there's no Kawhi to stop Giannis or to stop – their offense this time, but still they're going to run into a different type of defense. They're going to run into a different type of style of game where you have to rely on people like Eric Bledsoe and I don't even know who else to create shots. Chris Middleton might have to be the leading scorer if, you know, the defense is so keen on Giannis and just throwing like a whole front line and like a 1-3-1 at him, just sending everybody at him, forcing the ball out of his hands. Where do you really trust Brooke Lopez, Ursan Ilyasova, Pat Connaughton to – come off the bench and provide a spark in a big playoff game. I don't really know, you know, but Giannis is transcendent. And like you said, you don't really know if they, uh, who's going to guard LeBron and AD if they play, but you know, who's going to guard Giannis? Like no one can one-on-one, maybe Kawhi, but there's not a lot of people who can stop Giannis either. So it's going to be a more of a team effort. And then, but that's where I see where the bucks, like the one weakness is, is when it becomes a team effort on those one day, that one night, maybe it's a game four or something to send it back where Giannis gets stopped. What are you going to do as the Bucks? And I don't really trust any of those guys. Well, you know, you think maybe Kawhi's the only person who guard Giannis, but you look at these teams in the East, I think a tandem of Bam Adebayo, Justice Winslow, and Jimmy Butler working down Giannis over seven games could work. Yeah, I like the Heat's chances. That's true. And I also look at... Jimmy the, Butler's not going to be scared of him at all. Exactly. And Bam is a, such a good rim protector and so good around the rim. And Winslow's long enough that you can get some minutes of him guarding him as well. He, let's not forget about the two bad boys, too. Giannis Haslam and James Johnson. <laughs> What's Giannis going to do against them? You know, bad boys for life. You just don't know about these things. Deion Waiters is back. Deion Waiters is back for now. Captain Jacks. Um, He's good for, like, one Danny Green type game. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> I feel like Deion Waiters hasn't played in seven years. <laughs> He just played once. He's played I, once I, in seven years. It was like Saturday, and he scored. He did pretty well. Uh, and then you look at the Raptors. You you know you have Siakam. Who knows if they make a move? I think like that'd be a nice spot for Covington, actually. Um, I, yeah, I really want them to trade back for Demar. Like I'm dying for them to do that. It's just we we all want it really badly. It works. You can mark Marcus Saul. You can move Gasol and Anobi and a pick. But that's another name. Anobi, somebody long that they can. Like, the Raptors have bodies they can throw at Giannis. True. Uh, the Celtics, you know, you, you've got th- two and a half, three stout defenders on the Celtics with the Brown, Smart, Tatum, and Hayward. You know, you get two and a half good defenders out of those four. Um, <laughs> I think the best part about the Celtics is when you talk about depth where you're saying, all right, you know, a lot of times like what we like to do in a playoff matchup is, okay, 
this team's one their best player against this team's best player, and then you do the second against the second, the third against the third. I think once you go top four, this I don't think anybody can match that. Yeah, like the Celtics have the f- best fourth player of any team in the league, mm-hmm. which is going to pay off for something when you talk about the grit and grind of playoff games where you need depth, where the same guys are going to be out there on a clutch lineup when you have to when you need multiple guys that you can trust to make that last shot to make a play in the end. I think they have the most with you can four solid guys. Third, and I can't think of a better third than going Walker, Hayward, and then or Walker, Tatum. Like that, I can't think. True. Of, like, yeah, and you can say they have best Maybe five. The Sean, Sean, you can say they have the best five. <laughs> Sean, we could go six. No, you can't go six. No, you can't even go five. Who, who's their starting Smart. five? Smart. Like if you go best uh, five I mean, players. Like, yeah. No, I, I was kidding on that one. <laughs> well, like that team has bodies to throw at Giannis. Yeah, I think you could say the Sixers maybe if they're healthy. The Sixers are healthy. The Pacers, not so much. Um, I think that's kind of ends on that side. And you go to the Western Conference. and the Lakers, a lot of twos. The Lakers, you, you've got the Davis lineup, the Davis-Giannis matchup. That's the one I'm most interested to see. Um, I know the Bucks won last time, but it's now it's seven games. It's a little bit different. <laughs> Did you know that, Sean? Did you know playing one game is a little bit different than seven? Uh, I have heard that before. I've heard it's really hard to beat a team, you know, Four times out of seven if you're worse than them. But any given night, you can win a game. The Nuggets have no <laughs> shot against Giannis. Um, the Jazz are interested. And that's it, really. They're streaking. Yeah, because it's the middle of the season. It's, it's Jazz time. But again, like, well, if Conley's healthy, that gives him one. And then you got, I guess, Mitchell would be the one. Conley would be the two, maybe, and Gobert would be the three. That's a pretty solid three. But once you get to the fourth, with like Joe Ingles, yeah, uh, Boban, yeah, true. There's, there's not a lot of, th- there's not even a lot of threes in the league. Like the Bucks, who go Giannis and Middleton, the Heat, you go Bam and uh, Jimmy. The Raptors, the Heat are deep, but their one, their two isn't. There's a Bam's amazing this year, but yeah. you wouldn't there's, trust him. There's like, there's the Heat are probably the deepest team, but there's such a gap between Jimmy yeah. and then their two is Bam. There's a big gap there, and then Bam to the threes, small gap. Exactly. The Raptors are um, Siakam and whatever guard feels like playing. <laughs> like, yeah, whoever's healthy between yeah. Nun, Drogic, Hero. I mean, Robinson's even more of like a forward, basically. Look, actually, think about the Pacers with a healthy Olin Depot. Yeah. Yeah, because you go Victor, then Sabonis, then um, Brogdon, Brogdon, then Turner, and then TJ Warren. Turner's a solid four. Jimmy Butler would disagree with any mention of TJ Warren. <laughs> I think that will, I mean, depending on how Victor comes back, which is that tonight? I don't know. I know it's supposed to be soon. Everybody just kept saying soon. Scheduled to return. Scheduled to returns return. Wednesday. Returns tomorrow. Wednesday night. Likely off the bench with a minutes limit. With a minutes restriction. Um, yeah. So that's a gosh. That's a team that you know. Ju- I'm just now. I that thought made me start to buy them. Everyone else has been kind of been like, "Hey, Pacers, right? Put a ticket on the Pacers." You get. The, I'm like, no shot. But now I'm starting to think about it like that. That makes you kind of respect the Pacers. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still not sold. I have to see what it's like with Oladipo back. How healthy is he? Obviously, they could beat anyone. They might end up in that four or five spot. You have to think the Sixers are going to turn around a little bit. They're seven and three in their last ten. They're only right now two and a half games out of second place. So people have been sleeping on them, thinking they've taken a step back. Embiid's been hurt. So I know the Embiid Simmons thing doesn't isn't always the best fit, 
but they're still a better team when Embiid is healthy. You got to think they're going to be in the top three. So I think the Pacers are just going to end up as the five or six seed, so they won't have home court advantage. Do you really trust them against the Celtics or the Heat? Maybe the Heat. They could get the Heat. I think they could do both teams because of their bigs. They have, the, bat, the, heat, the Heat have one big, and the Celtics have none. Yeah, the Heat are small. Uh, actually, one thought about back to the Celtics against Giannis is what helps the Celtics is they have, like, their bigs don't matter. So they can foul hard on Giannis. It's like, <laughs> oh, no. True. They have a lot of fouls yeah, to get. It's like, oh, Daniel Tice is out. <laughs> Shit. Like, <laughs> we have to put, like, there's, that you can throw just like, it's like Al Horford couldn't do it because we needed him to run the offense. But but all those bigs are just interchangeable, kind of one-dimensional. Tice is a good defender. Cantor's a good offensive player. Robert Williams is athletic. You put them together, we'd have a great big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just put them all in one yeah, body. Yeah, if you could just merge them, we'd have a great big there. Um. So yeah, they have the bodies to do it. It's gonna be that will be an exciting matchup uh, to see how teams deal with Giannis. But look at the dip between six to seven and eight in the East. Hey, don't trash on my Orlando. Tragic. How badly do you want to be number two? Like being yes, the second seed is so huge. important. Um, I would. I, I'd rather play the Magic than the Nets. Oh, for sure. The Nets. There's no Kyrie. Nets could get spooky on you. That's Even without Kyrie, they've been pretty solid. Spencer Dinwiddie yeah. takes over, runs the offense. Did you see him today? I even, although I bought into that, hold on, before you said, I bought into that hype last year when they played the Sixers. Oh, that, you know, the Nets oh, were they streaking. That, they got that win. They just looked like they were the hottest team. You know, they looked like they were playing with the most fun, best team chemistry. Took a flyer on them to win the series. They win game one. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. And then they got smoked the rest of the series. So, Did you see Dinwiddie's jersey change? No, he oh, changed his number. It's 26. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. That one was he was cool. eight before, right? Yeah, and in 26 is two plus 24. Uh, yeah, that was, that was like the coolest thing I've seen. Like that, I was like, damn, that's really cool. Okay. Um, oh, Terrence Ross also changed his number. Did he? What did he change to? Let's see. Terrence Ross is changing from eight back to 31. Good. I'm glad that we could talk about a magic player and a Nets player there. <laughs> Really, really good, really good job by you there. Um, just a P, uh, public service announcement: Fuck the Bulls. Heads up there. Just wanted to get that in. Um, and you go to the end of the West. You know the Mavericks would be a really fun playoff team. I think. Like I, I, I'm excited. A Magic. I mean, I'm sorry. A Mavericks Jazz series would be really interesting. Right now, they they would play. You think like right now Houston's a sixth seed? If Houston played Denver in the playoffs. I'd take the Rockets. I would take the Rockets. Um, James Harden has to be healthy, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he's been playing. Even when he has played this month, his percentages have he's, dropped. He's a little rough. He's he's looking, He's a little tragic right now. Um, In the month of January, I mean, obviously, it's come to say where he's been injured. Maybe that was some of the reason for some of the uh, lack of production. He's listed his day-to-day. But his averages for the month of December, no, yes, the month of December, 37 points per game. Month of November, 36 points per game. Actually, no, it's 36 in November, 30, no, in October, 39 in November, 37 in December, and then he drops out in January to 29 points per game, which you still think is ridiculous for most scoring guys. But when you think of James Harden, that's definitely a drop in production. His three-point percentage is down to 25%. 
So something's off there, and if the Rockets have any chance of, which is obvious, like if they have any chance of doing anything well, they're going to need him back. And they're going to need him to sadly score more than 12 points or 27 or 29, which is what he did in his last three games. The way you just break the game down there, the way, the way that you're just Hey, did you know that James <laughs> Harden is important? <laughs> the way you can just spit that out there is insane. Um, do you think my Blazers ticket for them to win their division is going to cash? No. <laughs> really? Because I s- don't think so. Wait. Who's in that division? It's pretty bad, isn't it? Jazz and the Nuggets. Oh, the Jazz. Are I placed that bet in August, and I thought it was such a sharp fucking play. I thought they were going to be so good. I really over... Well, they're really, really injured. They lost Collins. They lost yeah. Nurkic. I also really overvalued the pa- uh, Mario Hazonia. <laughs> well, that's your fault. I thought he was going to be so the valuable. Dude does not belong on the... It was clear he didn't belong in the NBA when he was playing with the Knicks. Come on, he hit that dunk on Giannis. <laughs> That's all he had. The dude's a highlight factory. And the block on LeBron. He's a highlight factory. <laughs> Let me tell you, as a Magic fan, Mario Hazonia is not someone you should be betting on. Gosh. I can't believe Evan Fournier is still in the Magic. He's like their best player and right lo- now. And has lost all of his hair. <laughs> yeah, we need the man bun back. He's like balding now, isn't he? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, he lost his hair. He lost his hair very quick. Poor, poor fella. Um, I really want to see the Grizzlies make it. Yeah, he is. Like, Some male pattern baldness there. Yeah, that's a bummer. Oof, bad beat. I want Ja to make it in the playoffs so much, so badly. Ja's sick. It's going to be them or the Spurs, right? Um, Or the Blazers. <laughs> I don't think so. Why? They're two, I mean, games, I guess they're two games out. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Discount Lillard. They've just been so bad. I mean, bad. who do you have more faith in, though? Ja, a Spurs player, or Dame Lillard? Damian Lillard. Yeah. Um, a Spurs player. <laughs> Ace, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know the DeMar. best. They don't even know who their best player is. It's, it's not DeRozan. DeMar. DeMar sucks. Go back to the Raptors. <laughs> back to the, I think the Raptors. Well, it might be Aldridge. <laughs> I think the Raptors could, be, Raptors could be very dangerous if DeMar came back. <laughs> they can't afford. They'd have to. Give up Marcus Gasol. Why would the Spurs do that? You, you can get them off the Lamar contract. I think I actually think they both expire. The DeRozan has two more years this year and next year. Gasol expires this year. So yeah, so you would want Gasol there. Yeah, but I don't know. Would you really want to? Can you trade for him back after you send him away? I think you could. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could. That'd be such a good storyline. Would it though? I feel like Demar would be mad. Do you think? Would you want to go back? Somebody gets rid of you, who you really loved. Like your your girlfriend breaks up with you. You're so in Different. love with her. Doesn't work. No, it's no, the perfect it analogy. No, it, it's not the perfect analogy at all. Because there's a lot of other factors. There's a Kyle Lowry factor. Kyle Lowry's his best friend, who is also on an expiring deal, right? And um, may leave soon. Yeah, but where's he gonna go? What team needs a point guard? I, a besides the Magic. <laughs> He's got one more year left on his deal. My apologies. No, a lot of teams don't need point guards. Point guards are like the most unneeded thing in the league. Look, you got the Hawks. My favorite player, Trey Young. Should not be an all-star. The Cavs have a point guard, I guess. Well, he should be an all-star. He shouldn't be a starter. Shouldn't be a starter, yes. He should be the last pick of the all-star yeah. team. Yeah. There's a couple of players I really want to see make it. Um, I want to see Jalen Brown make it. I want to see Sabonis make it. And there's on. Oh, I really want to see Bam make it. Like those are the three guys. I was like, I really want to th- see these guys make it. Uh, that's in the East, in the West. Y- you know, 
I, ju- I just really want Ja to make it, and that's it. That's all I care about in the West, and I don't want Devin Booker to make it. I think you're safe with Devin Booker. I don't think Ja's going to. He'll still be involved. You know, he's going to kill it in the rookie game. But he should, I mean, I, I know Brandon Ingram's having a great year. He should year. be in a dunk contest. He should be in a dunk contest. I think he is, isn't he? I don't think they've announced it yet. Um, Ingram's having a great year, but Ja's got him in the playoffs. And Dame will make it, but Jaws got his team in the playoffs. So I, I think he deserves to make it. I don't think he's going to, but I think he 100% deserves to. Oh, I want Chris Paul to make it too. Those are the players I want to see make it. Yeah. Over has he been better than Shea Gilgis Alexander? Chris Paul? Yeah. Uh, yes, I believe so. I don't know. Well, I guess Chris Paul is still the reason they're winning, though. Yeah. Like, but I feel like that's not what people take into account with all-star games you know if but that the, was the, the case, player vote will be maybe the players i don't know how player votes work why is andre what do players look at you think andre roberson's ever going to play again no is, is he back no is he ever coming back no now he's just been discussed as a contract deal he's been out for so long yeah gosh you really torn up about that one i just it's just a weird one um, Brandon Ingram's currently 13th in the league in scoring, 25 points per game. Is definitely the reason that the Pelicans have any sort of resurgence and haven't just faded into oblivion. Well, up until now. Zion? Yeah. I don't know if you heard this, uh, this uh, guy. I've heard Zion. of that guy. <laughs> I, maybe it's just because he went to Duke and he's only played in two games. But... I understand he's going to be great, and he's going, you know, nothing against Zion, but I'm, we were, you know, working a sports book, right? Our studio's in a sports book, so we have to update odds all the time, looking at futures, and the uh, Pelicans have shorter odds to win the West, like 50 to 1 than the Thunder, than, um, who else did I see? Like, teams that are solidly in the playoffs, I'm pretty sure even the, um, they had shorter numbers than... The Spurs, Grizzlies, Thunder, and I think maybe even the Mavericks, or they had the same number as the Mavericks. No way. I think they were both 50-1 to to win the title. I was like, what? Who is – why? Why are people so trusting that Zion – is he just going to win every game now? He's 1-2 since he's been back. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't have a winning record. I was just shocked by that, that people have this much belief in us. What is he, like 19? Um, I think he's 20. Here, let me He's find 19 you. years old. That's tonight's game. Check 19. Futures. All right, right he now. He turns 20 this year. The Westbrook, the Westgate Superbook, the Westbrook has. What's the Westbrook? The Russell Westbrook has the Pelicans at. Russell Westbrook's <laughs> a very hard name to say, especially when you're talking about Russell Wilson and Russell Westbrook in the same sentence. Tongue twister. Okay, so we have the Pelicans 100 to 1. Ah, okay. okay. That's to win the title? To win the title. Okay. The Mavs are probably, what, like 80? 40. 40. Okay, I was wrong. But, but they were way ahead of the Thunder. Well, like, no, but, you're, you're, I mean, the Pacers are 101. Yeah. <laughs> like, the isn't, Pacers could win this year. Isn't the East harder to, or, I guess it'd be easier to get through because the Yeah, the Thunder the teams are, are 300 even. to 1. And they're solidly in the playoffs. The Pelicans aren't even in the playoffs right now. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, she, They're four and a half games back of the eighth seed. 
So they'd have to play the Lakers or the Clippers in the first series. Yeah, like what 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 are you believing in? There've also been rumored as sellers, like they might deal JJ Redick. Derek Favors might go. You know, this is a team that's not really going to try that hard. They clearly don't even want Zion out there that much. If you saw, he's on a very strict limits restriction. Drew Holiday would be a huge add for a team if they want to make a splashy move. I think he's the most valuable uh, free agent. Yeah. Well, I, not free agent. Like I'm, trade piece. Sorry, trade piece. Um, but favors on expiring. I would love to see Drew Holiday in Miami. Yeah, instead of like Dragic. Yeah. That, that would be like my favorite. Yeah, I feel like he wouldn't really disrupt a lot of their no. offensive oh my gosh, flows that, they have that going. That team defensively would just become something else. Yeah. Take a little bit of the load off of Butler. Mm-hmm. I mean, having Butler and but like no the, no who what guard's gonna score for the Heat? Yeah, no 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 with Drew Holiday and Butler oh, yeah, going yeah. up against them on defense, like oh yeah, they I should agree. just be eating teams. Yeah, you could send Dragic and then hope they take like Leonard's expiring maybe or Derek Jones. He's been a nice piece though. Yeah, but you're gonna have to get you, this. Isn't Kevin Love? You're gonna have to give an asset, an actual asset back. It might have. They to don't be, really have picks to get. Might have to be Justice Winslow. Ah, true. Would you? Mm. I know you would. Does he fit with the Pelicans? Yeah, actually, him and Ingram playing a one and two, two just long. A little bit of like redundant skill sets, I would say. Well, Winslow's a, I think, a little better, better playmaker. playmaker. Ingram's a better scorer, and Ingram's a better scorer, but they can both handle and run the one. Yeah, at their size. It'd be interesting. Winslow, Lonzo, Zion, and Ingram. <laughs> Shit, so I many. For, I forgot guys. about Lonzo. Gosh. That's easy to do. I mean, I, I like uh, I'm beating myself over nothing. Kind of sucks, man. I want to see Lonzo be good. I like Lonzo Ball. I really like Lonzo Ball. Well, I'm sure the Pelicans are going to be Sean, all over national TV. I man. love Lonzo Ball. He's my favorite player. I don't want to tell you this, but I I have a closet full of Lonzo gear. I got UCLA gear. You got the shoes? I got the shoes. I've got the slips. Did I've you actually the get the shoes? Yeah, I've got the shoes. You see me playing the shoes before? I dunked two weeks ago in the shoe. You saw that? And then it immediately exploded. Sean, I don't think you understand. I fly to China. I know how much money you make. I don't think you can afford the Lonzo shoe. <laughs> I fly to China just to steal things to feel like a ball brother. <laughs> That's how much I love Lonzo. You do not understand. I go and play. It's not even Lonzo. <laughs> but that, I want to feel like his brother. I go to high schools and I try to score 100 points against you high do schoolers. You name drop Spire Academy where LaMelo spent like two months. It's from the lot. same town that my grandparents used to live in. Shout out to Minner. Shout out Mitch Trubisky. Same town. <laughs> I try to score 100 points on high schoolers because I want to be like his brother. I want to be Lonzo's brother. I never do. That's where you've been every Saturday. If I played in a high school game right now, I might get six points. High school basketball <laughs> high school basketball players are so good. They're so much better than me. Um, yeah. We got to get our shit together and pick up, just by the way. Where have you been? Danny and I's chemistry is at a new level. What are you talking about? We I played. Yeah, I was there. You played against just, us every game. I know it wasn't my fault. That's on you. The, that, no, that works. is your fault because you woke up late. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I I didn't play that bad. I felt pretty good. We need you on that team to get the chemistry flowing. This Friday, be there, ready I to will. fucking run to play some hoops, <laughs> hoop some ball. We're playing all games to twenty four. Not a joke. I think we should all do that for a while. I'm pretty sure 15 is like the set, especially where we go. I don't think I've ever played a game that wasn't to 15. Yeah, but we might play 24 play. now. You're just going to like disrupt the whole system? Honestly, I, I think right. I think this week if we said let's play 24 in any pickup game, someone would play the 24. True. Yeah, I think we do better than the long games too. It would take forever. 
I know. Sometimes 15 <laughs> takes like a half hour. <laughs> it's crazy. Those games are rough when like no, everybody's just dead. It's like the team who's been running. They're like, all right, we got one more. We didn't yeah. lose yet. If we lose this one, we're, we're going home. I guess I'll do one more. And then it's against five guys who just have no offense at all. But the other team's so dead. It's just jacking up trash back and forth, back and the, forth. The best was the last game that Danny and I played. Um, um, <laughs> it was just like the, the, a new team of fresh legs got on the court. And we barely beat you guys to win <laughs> last game. And Danny and I were just like, oh, God, you got to be kidding me. Like, like I don't want to play this one. Like, that's the worst. Like, I don't I don't want to play this one right now, but let's do it. Yep. And then you lose by eight. <laughs> um, love pickup basketball. I mean, I'm, I'm, to get, I'm ready, nothing better. ready to really get some good run going. Weekly. Weekly run. That should have been the name of our podcast. That's weekly run. <laughs> weekly run. It also kind of sounds like you have a diarrhea problem. <laughs> Uh, the one more player, the other player I do not want to see make the All-Star game by any means is Zach Levine. Oh, yeah, he's not going to make it. Yeah. At least from the writer's perspective. They're all in the same boat as us that well, yeah, media. We, we set the boat, and then they <laughs> and then they go, yeah, that's that's where we need to be. Is there anyone who takes more pride in All-Star voting than uh, Zach Lowe? Uh, Zach Lowe loves voting for the All-Star game. There is, well, in All-Star voting or just having to vote? No, just like. Yeah, he really cares about the All-Star game. Yeah. I was going to say, because if there's one player who wants to let you know that he has a vote in something, it's Bill Simmons. It, anytime MVP comes up, well, I can't make a bet because I am a voter. And, you know, I'm a voter, so, Sal, I can't make a bet, but I can. I'm a voter. Did you know I have a vote on the All-Star, on the MVP? Uh, but, no, Zach Lowe, Zach Lowe has had, like, 17 different people on his <laughs> podcast who talk All-Star voting. Like, he loves the All-Star game. Zach Lowe's like, he's like a nine-year-old. He's like, oh, All-Star Really means it <laughs> when it's become such a joke where there's no defense at all. I think he just cares more about who gets named to it. Doesn't even care about watching the game. Yeah, it's just about the principle. I mean, first team matters way more. I think all that shit's kind of like stupid in sports. Actually, I think most. I think every accolade besides the championship and the MVP and the defensive player in sports is dumb. I Comeback agree. player of the year. Who cares? Why'd you have to come back? It's because you sucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like the back-end compliment award. Yeah. Or it's most improved. Most improved. It's like, oh, okay, um, you weren't good. Now you're okay. Like, you're not great. Now you're okay, CJ McCollum. Or everyone's talking about Pascal Siakam's going to win it twice. twice what does yeah. that mean? Um, <laughs> you improved on your improvement? I could see Sabonis winning it this year. Uh, yeah. He's a good candidate. Don't even need to talk about six man. You know who's going to win that? Only three people in my head. Only three people have ever won six man of the year: Monte Ginobili, Lou Williams, and Lamar. <laughs> like that's it. Those are the only players in my head who won six man of the year ever. Um, oh, and Jamal Crawford. He's got a bunch. Jamal Crawford. Crossover. I'd like to see him get on a team. Yeah. Um, yeah. You what know, is he only forty three. <laughs> No, he can still play. Dude, he had 60 points last year in April. Small Crawford's at 39. I apologize. Yeah. You know what? I would do – all these teams are like, oh, whew, we got to get – we got to get Iguodala. Iguodala is 35. We don't – why don't you just sign Jamal Crawford? <laughs> Actually. Well, because I think people are getting Iguodala for his defense, which okay, is even more which questionable. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I could, I could go off for two hours about Iguodala's defense. Like, I think the Pacers, the Celtics, like, get a little, a little crossover. Honestly, the Sixers. For 
Crawford? Yeah, just sign just a him. Spark plug. Off yeah, the I mean, like, there's no, there's no harm in signing Jamal Crawford. You're getting a veteran, and you're getting a guy who can give you forty. Why would you or, not sign him? Or is forty? Wouldn't you love for the Rockets to get him? Just get nuts. <laughs> let's just get weird. <laughs> he fits with the Rockets. Yeah, like, like hey, let's let's just make this a bigger clusterfuck. <laughs> let's get Jamal Crawford. Let's get, let's get more guys who don't like the basketball. Bring him in. <laughs> Come on, let's get some more black holes on this court. Uh, you know who I do love on the Rockets? Glad to see him doing well. My uh, boy. Austin Rivers? No, one of my all-time 2Kers, dude. Daniel House. Ben McLemore. <laughs> I don't think he's been – I think his, uh, his peak is already Listen, his rookie year, that Kings team on 2K, untouchable. <laughs> untouchable. You give me Rondo, you put – it was easy, Sean. Boogie at the four. Collie Willie Stein, which his trade to... Collie Willie Stein? Willie Collie Stein. His trade to Dallas was uh, way, way overlooked. No one's talked about any of the trades <laughs> that have happened. There's that been like really three. Trade. Woj puts one tweet out. Everyone just doesn't even mention it. Like the Jeff Teague trade like was kind of important for Cap for the Timberwolves. Yeah. Like, like no, no one, one cares. No one cares. What was the third trade? Uh, Reza to the oh, Blazers yeah. for... Who did the Kings get? I don't Kate know. Bazemore. Yeah. Yeah, Ariza, like... Usually on good teams, like could help your team. Did really well in his first couple of games since yeah. he's been there. Um, no one talked about those trades, but the uh, Willie Collie Collie Willie, however you prefer it. I like Collie Willie Stein. That's important because they needed. Sounds a, like a law firm. Because <laughs> they needed, they should call him the law firm. No, the uh, Ben Driver Screen Ellis is the law firm. Oh, is that already a thing? Chris Berman. Damn, I'm sure there's been multiple guys who've been called the law firm. Well, like, well, no. Because Shay is in a good last name. Shay, June, Gilgers, Alex. They're like, oh, my gosh, that's a mouthful of a company <laughs> name. Shay, Gilgers. Oh, God. You got to have the last name as a first name. Um, That was – okay, yeah. I, I lost my train of thought on that. Underrated trade. Um, Gosh. Why is Steph Curry coming back? Does anyone know? No, he's not. He is coming back this season. No, he's not. Yes, he is. I don't believe you. Look it up. Look it up. I don't believe you. Why? Why would they do that? Could return March 1st versus the Wizards. <laughs> Why is it so specific? That sucks. Why is he coming back? That's just a bunch of silliness. Steph, you're being, you're being silly. Being silly, Steph. That'd be so dumb. That'd be terrible. What if he gets hurt again? He gets hurt every seven games. That was low. Well, he, he, dude, he, like, I think he actually gets banged up like every seven games. Remember Terrence Ferguson, how big he was for eight days? <laughs> Remember the eight days of excitement over Terrence Ferguson? Terrence Ferguson. And they, oh, no, trust me. Terrence Ferguson's going to be good. His name sounds like an SNL character. <laughs> He's just really athletic. Yeah, but he just like out the of Thunders, how they keep winning with three point guards, Steven Adams, and nothing else is amazing. Whoa. <laughs> what are you Gallo's say? nothing else. He's been hurt. It doesn't matter. Him being in the arena, him being it's just like you have the Italian stallion at your fingertips, man. Don't tell me he's, he's constantly else. the first name Don't people bring up when Hey, should the me. Thunder make a move? Yeah, trade Danilo. No, no, right. no, absolutely not. You lose all of your score and you lose the heart of Oklahoma City. He fits. You think you think a guy born in Italy? He yes, really he fits with the culture Oklahoma of City. Oklahoma City. 
You don't understand. You're not like me and Danilo. You're not cut from the same cloth that we are. Hey, how's Terry Rozier doing? <laughs> not as bad as you would think. But not but not as good as Devontae Graham. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it because I, I was not a fan of his at all. I didn't realize that Caleb and Cody Martin were twins. Yeah. Until I just looked at both of them. Huh. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like twins on the same team. So you're glad that the Morrises were split up? I was very happy to see the Morrises get split up. You have no idea how much it's irking me. Well, Lopez's aren't twins. What? Yes, they are. Are they twins? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's really eating me that they're together right now. <laughs> I don't like them twins together. When was the last time you saw Robin Lopez do anything? Um, Probably. He used to always kick my ass in 2K. Like Whoever used Robin Lopez on the Bulls. I meant like this year on the floor. Well, I was just talking. I've seen him fight a lot of mascots. So, what have you done, <laughs> man? I feel like we haven't seen even that, though. I, yeah, they're Lopez doing that whole thing. Where is Robin Lopez? He's probably looking for Sasquatch. He, and then he looks in the mirror, and he's like, oh, shit. There you go. Got it. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I had one more thought on movies. Oh, I'm watching Parasite tonight. It's my last Oscar movie besides Little Women. I won't be watching Little Women. Why? Uh, I just, it will bore me. I don't know. They got me with if you give if you say uh, Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson, and Florence Pugh are all in a movie, I'll watch it. Have you seen it? Not yet. <laughs> it's going to. I just know it's going to bore me. Yeah. I don't have interest in. Not a big. Wait. Not a big. Jane Austen. Yeah, I'm just not a big Victorian era. You know, you love the Victorian era, Sean. You 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 can you've often told me you see yourself as I'm Victorian. So stupid. Louisa May Alcott. Jane Austen's Jane Eyre. Yeah, I don't like that era. It's just there's not a lot going on. It's like there's nothing cool. There's no wars in that era. Like the the guys <laughs> always suck in those movies. They always wear the prince shirts. I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wrote the book, man? <laughs> who wrote Jane Austen? Was it Emily Bronte? I don't know, Sean. I wasn't a journalism major. I was busy it's, driving a forklift. You should not, know this. No wait, I'm stupid. Jane Austen wrote. Pride and Prejudice and okay. Sense and Sensibility. Okay. Who wrote Jane Eyre? Charlotte Bronte or S- Emily Bronte? Pretty sure it's the same author of uh, War and Peace. <laughs> it's not Leo Tolstoy. Charlotte Bronte wrote Jane Eyre. I'm sorry. Thank Ar- Art of War. Louisa May Alcott wrote Art of War. <laughs> same author of Art of, Art of War. Who is what? Chu? How mm-hmm. do you say it? Mm-hmm. Sun, Sun Chu. So cultured, but don't know who wrote Little Women. I get them confused. Okay. I think she should have title it Lil Women and modernized it. <laughs> you know how they did the reworking of uh, The Wizard of Oz? Oh, yeah. Oz? Oz? Yeah. They should do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lil Women. Written and directed by Tyler Perry. Oh, yeah. And he's a bunch of them. He plays most of the Lil Women. <laughs> Medea's Lil Women. Medea's Lil Women. I could see it. We saw Medea go to prison like <laughs> twice, right? Yeah, I think twice. And she said Halloween like seven times. Little women, Medea goes. Medea goes to little women. <laughs> I'm really disappointed in my knowledge of Victorian era female that driven. Literature. I don't care about that era at all, at all. When is the Victorian era? Like, what are the years? Guess first. Oh shit! I want to say. 18- I want to make you sound as dumb as I just sounded. 1830. 18. 18- 30 okay as he googles typing away over there no i no i the didn't victorian finish it. era is 1837 to 1901 
Yeah, I hate that era. I, Do you know why it's called the Victorian era? Why? Because the Queen of England was Queen Victoria during that time. Yeah, that era sucks. I also don't like any like. It's pretty it, cocky of the British. Yeah, just claim an yeah, entire no, this an entire era after their queen. I don't like British culture. I don't get down with that. A little too soft for me. I like some good old American grit. Too John. soft? You mean the country that just went around the world killing native people and taking over oh, their lands was too knock, soft knock for that. you? Who's there? Like 12 guys and we win. <laughs> so, like, they, they don't have guns. We have guns. Yeah, this is ours now. Yeah, that's, that's soft. I guess that's true. Yeah, you just described the bully. Like <laughs> the softest people, man. I'm more, I get down, you know, you're, you're hanging out, you're sipping tea in the Victorian era, and I am just, I have just desert crotch as a cowboy. <laughs> just, I'm just always dirty. <laughs> Not a big fan of the free thinking movement. No, I, I, that would be you. I'd be, you know, I'd be doing, I'd be living with syphilis. <laughs> I moved out west to cure my tuberculosis at this time. It's <laughs> big time for resistance to the rationalism that defined the Georgian era, an increasing turn towards romanticism. Yeah, you have fun with that, man. You're I didn't say I was a fan. I'll be dead at I just thirty-one. Said I stupid. I'll be dead at thirty-one because I drank the wrong water. <laughs> Isn't everybody <laughs> dead at thirty-one during this time? I got cholera. I just died. Gloria? Yeah. I think it's cholera. Cholera. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I dude. Is that like a chlorine disease? Yeah. You drink too much pool water. I was, <laughs> I was a pool boy cowboy, and I. Uh, there were a lot of pools back then. Yeah, well, not, I was new on the scene, so the chemical was not quite what it is now. <laughs> and that's how I passed. Imagine that. Like, being, imagine being a Victorian era. I'm going to go roll down this hill with my ball and stick, and then I'll grow up to be a banker. <laughs> like, that sucks. <laughs> being a cowboy would be so... I'll die at 65 of eating too much lard because I'm a Victorian. <laughs> the cowboy's like, I'm going to be dead at 29 for good reason. Yeah, I'm into that culture. <laughs> Ooh-wee, fine China. You're just into, like, people getting shot in the street for no reason all the time. Yes. But in a very civilized dual manner. Yeah, yeah, there's rules, man. There's, <laughs> there's rules. rules to this. No, We're I would want to be... each other in the face, but there's rules. The type of cow folk I would want to be, I would want to live with the Native... Cow folk? I would want to live with the Native Americans. I, would I be don't that. think they got along too well. Well, I, yeah, exactly. I want to be the rare case of like the the blended in like like dances with wolves. Kind of like <laughs> you know, I'll bring. I have some. I can get some medicine for us. Um, you guys just take me in. Yeah, uh, I respect like dances with wolves. Yeah, exactly. Is that what dances with wolves was about? Pretty much in a way. And there's a wolf named Two Socks. What? Yeah, it's a wolf's name. There's like two, two like socks? yeah like because oh, like, his paws were white. Yeah, two of them were. Okay, movie, uh, B minus school movie. Overall, I'd give that movie a C. But when you say school movie, school movie, movie saw in school. Moneyball was the best school movie. What kind of schools were showing Dances with Wolves? Uh, AP History. Same teacher as AP Econ. We watched that must Moneyball. Taken what, like an entire week to <laughs> oh, watch? Yeah. Dude, we watched. <laughs> we <laughs> had... it comes into class. All right. Our Day a- two of Dances with Wolves. Our AP Econ class. We just we all semester all we did was watch Moneyball. Then we watched. Catch me if you can. <laughs> That's how you learn no. economics. Oh, fraudulent checks. Yeah, I mean, in a way. <laughs> so that would teach you skills that you you're gonna need beyond economics. That was cool. And then at Christmas, we spent like three weeks watching A Wonderful Life. Zuzu's <laughs> <laughs> pedals. Like, I I hate that movie. I don't like Christmas movies. They suck. There's not. Everybody says like, "Oh, what's your favorite Christmas movie?" I don't have one either. They suck. Yeah, no, most of them aren't great. 
they just make you feel like Christmas and you like Christmas. But the movie itself. You're like, yeah, you want to watch a Christmas? I'm like, no, we can watch. Can we just watch something we haven't seen instead? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just do that. Can you watch, I'd rather watch Jaws 2 than any Christmas movie. <laughs> I Love hope it. not. Jaws 2 is good, dude. Have you seen Jaws 2? No. Exactly. Jaws 2 is secretly good. Jaws 3 is when shit gets whacked. Jaws that, that's when it jumped the shark. And that concludes this episode. Um, Jaws 2 is good. Jaws 3. What, it, what did you damn it at? What did you? What did you do? My oh, you could have done it in the mic. I wasn't gonna yell at you. <laughs> it looked like you were just having a fit instead. You were just doing just fists well, on your thighs. <laughs> yeah. Jaws to fifty-one Metascore. Oh, well, you're gonna Metascore? Oh, come on, man. Five point eight IMDb. Don't look at IMDb either. Metascore <laughs> is actually the best one. Yeah, exactly. But oh, Jaws. You want a Metascore? Jaws. Jaws two is good. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Name one person in Jaws two. I dare you. Roy Scheider. All right, fine. Yeah. Chief Brody's in it. You Stay in your lane, Sean. <laughs> Don't come out with Jaws fucking trivia, dude. How many times you, my, me and my mom have watched Jaws? And One Jaws, two. Jaws <laughs> 2. two. Jaws 3, I usually open it up, get it going, and then I'm like, I'm good. I think... No, I don't have the Jaws box set. 60% <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, 38% audience score. Jaws 3? Jaws 2 Jaws approaches 3. the lingering thrills of its classic predecessor, but it's re- reasonably entertaining for a sequel that has no reason to exist. Mm-hmm. Very fair assessment of Jaws 2. And, uh, yeah, guys, that was the interview of Jaws 2. Um, Sean, you got anything else to say before we go? Mamba out. All right. We'll be back later this week to hopefully talk some Super Bowl.